Nelson for what the inaugural What a great honor address. to be able to introduce for the first time ever anywhere the 45th President of the United States of America. Welcome back to the Prepared My Channel. It's Tuesday. 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 Well, good golly. Folks, I hope you're having a great day. I hope the SHTF isn't getting you down. But I tell you what, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are late to the parties, right? They're like, oh, shit, there's some bad stuff going on, right? Remember that rabbit from uh, Alice in Wonderland? I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for an important date. Well, I was almost late getting to this show. But that happens, right? But don't be late to being prepared, right? And don't, folks, you can be late if you're a bunny. You can tease the bunny, but don't poke a bear, right? Never poke the bear. And that's why I kind of brought this one up, right? We can only poke a bear for so long before the bear pokes back. Right now, folks, right now, one-third of the power stations in Ukraine have been damaged, taken offline, destroyed. Well, what happened? I thought Ukraine was kicking the shit out of Russia, mainstream media. I thought Russia's forces and ability to use power to reach out and affect Ukraine was crippled, says the Pentagon. I thought Russia and the people there and their technology just couldn't stand up to the toys and gizmos that the West has granted Ukraine. Propaganda failure. Well, they went and did it, folks. And it's interesting, the response from Mother Russia and Putin. Right? It's interesting. Uh, basically, you, 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 know, you want to act out. And essentially, finally, the bombing of the bridge connecting Crimea to Russian mainland, that was the one that was finally poking the bear too much. That was straw that poked the camel's back or poked the bear in the back or poked the bear in the bunghole and pissed the bear off. And the bear has gone after Ukraine, I would say, with careful, measured, thorough, direct, uh, energy. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. They've, they've taken out all kinds of, shall we say, Ukrainian important stuff. Now, of course, the mainstream media wants you to believe they're killing civilians indiscriminately. I think some civilians have been killed. But didn't Ukraine kill civilians when they bombed the Crimean uh, bridge? Didn't Ukraine kill, well, Russian citizens when they attacked in uh, Donetsk and Luhansk and uh, Zaporizhia. I'm getting better at saying that word, I think, or at least I'm getting better at saying it the same way every time. Yeah, I mean, terribly, civilian casualties uh, occur in all wars. But we were told repeatedly that Russia just didn't have anything left, that they were running out of bombs, running out of bullets, running out of missiles, running out of rockets, running out of willpower, running out of money, and it appears that all of those things are not true. 
So the World Health Organization, that's right, the venerable United Nations health experts are warning of a brutal winter. Now, I thought they were health experts. Now they're fucking weather experts. Now, if the World Health Organization warned of something related to health, I might go, well, okay, that's what they think. But now they're telling us about a brutal winter ahead. Uh, essentially, folks, the winter, I don't think, will be much different than any other winter. The sun will come up later. The sun will set earlier, just as it does every winter. Snow will fall from the sky, just like every winter. It'll pile up on the ground. Things will freeze. It's going to be far colder than the summer, just like it is every winter. The difference is not the winter, folks. The difference is what the government of Ukraine has done. They have antagonized Putin. Putin responded. They threatened Putin with NATO. Putin invaded. They antagonized Putin, and he responded. The people of eastern Ukraine said, we want to be free, and they voted, and Putin accepted them into Russia. Ukraine has gone after civilian targets and military targets inside Russia, and now... Putin is no longer just going after Ukraine military. He's going after the infrastructure. And it's going to cripple Ukraine. Sadly, folks, this brutal winter that a health organization is talking about. You know, if they're not experts in weather, they shouldn't be allowed to speak. They should be getting, the World Health Organization should be getting a strike. They should be getting censored, silenced. <laughs> they should be getting canceled, right? If I can be canceled, right? for saying there are only two genders, right? If I can get fired for that, <laughs> shouldn't the World Health Organization get in trouble for trying to talk about the weather? That's not their forte. That's not where they've trained for years. In fact, they seem to get a lot of things wrong in the news, in politics now. I mean, get this, folks. There was a woman, I believe she was a black woman, was severely beaten by a man who was upset because she was wearing an American flag shirt. Where is the media, the mainstream media on this senseless misogyny? Where is the mainstream media on this horrifying assault? Where is the mainstream media uh, to protect the integrity of the country, the American flag? Instead, they've completely forgotten what they're supposed to be about, and it's all partisan shit. Right. And you and I, we're supposed to be the domestic terrorists. We're the violent ones. We're the racists. Wrong, wrong, wrong and wrong again. Unbelievable, folks. You can wear an American flag shirt, kind of like Seth Rich. That's right. The guy, Seth Rich, who was murdered, I mean, killed, I mean, disappeared. Seth Rich, the Democrat who was apparently going to be a whistleblower or something. Seth Rich, who died years and years ago. He used to wear those American flag shirts and shorts. Very patriotic for working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Anyways, maybe that was the cause of his death. Wearing some American flag clothing. Unbelievable. Get your questions into Jolene down below. Get them in, please. I'm going to take the first 30 minutes. You guys get the last 30 minutes of the day. And we're going to talk about basically everything there is to talk about. Everything there is. Okay. 
Uh, okay. Thank you, Mr. Miskinis, for sending that message. I'll get into that after the show. And anyways, let's do this. Let's have some fun. I want to have some fun. Bubba Wallace. That's right. NASCAR's Bubba Wallace uh, issued a statement while he attacked a, a NASCAR driver, right? He shoved him five times, tried starting a fight. Um, and I guess he pushed an official too. And he says, quote, I intend to learn from this. Why is it that some people in the media get to learn from stuff they do? Like Will Smith bitch slapping Chris Rock. I'm starting to think that was a nothing more than a publicity stunt. And that they told the police we're actors and we were acting because it really was bad acting on the one hand. And nobody ever got fined. Nobody was arrested. Nobody had charges pressed. <laughs> I think it really was a publicity stunt. But still, right? They get away with whatever they want when they're celebrities, right? But anyways, I, I think this NASCAR driver should have been arrested, Bubba Wallace. But remember, folks, the race baiting, divide and conquer, hate America, push against decency, they've gone off the rails. And Bubba Wallace was amongst them. He's one of them who likes to divide and conquer, to, to continuously point out racial differences, Dude, you're driving for NASCAR. You're making a ton of money going fast and turning left. You're doing pretty good, right? The rest of us, uh, we turn left, we turn right. We don't get paid shit for it. Anyways, and you get the speed too. Uh, anyways, Bubba Wallace, right, is being called out for his past stupidity and his recent acts of violence, right? Everyone's, they're, they're going after him, right? They're criticizing the shit out of Bubba Wallace, uh, the NASCAR crowd, the NASCAR fans, the public, right? Uh, <clears throat> right? You can't call for peace, you know, supposed BLM is about peace when all they did was commit acts of violence and be punching the peeps. So he says he's going to learn from this, folks. But he hadn't learned in all his years of racing and being around car shops. He hadn't learned what a garage pool rope was. And all his years around roll-up doors, he never saw a loop and a piece of rope. Uh, I doubt he's going to learn now from what he's done. I think he's likely going to hide and wait for another opportunity to cause trouble and to play the race card and to pit people against each other. Right? Instead of, what, being a decent human being, enjoying the life he has in America, promoting freedom and liberty, and driving really fast. I mean, come on. Now, what else we got going on today? Uh, there's this this one again, right? This one again keeps kind of cracks me up. Uh, to say some words, to say some words, like, like, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire, or sticks and stones will break my bones, calling someone a name like, hey, asshole that was called freedom of speech freedom of speech we used to be able to say what you want about doctors and scientists about politicians and police about football players baseball players basketball players uh gymnasts 
I mean, who couldn't we talk about? People in the past, people in the future, someone's kids, someone's wife, someone's mother. You could say whatever you want. Now, sometimes you get punched in the nose. <laughs> Don't be talking about my mama, right? But freedom of speech, what happened? Where did it go? Well, we've seen over the last couple of years a number of people, folks, uh, say we've had enough of this shit. Kanye West, he just bought Parlay. Elon Musk is in the middle of buying Twitter. That's two, folks, two people who are against woke censorship. And years ago, Trump was cut off of Twitter. And he started his own, right, his own social media app. And finally, folks, finally, two years later, it gets green-lighted as an Android app. And it's, it's Trump's truth social. And by the way, it is kabam, right to the top of the charts. People are downloading it like mad. Isn't that crazy? What kind of country is America where you can say whatever the fuck you want? You can tell a lie, you can tell the truth, and nobody can stop you. Right? That's, that's, that's kind of what freedom of speech is about. It's like, one man's truth is another man's lie, I guess. I guess that's how that works, right? Someone doesn't like what you say. They say, you're a liar. You're making shit up. You're like, well, it's true to me. Well, the left doesn't like that, folks. So get ready. There are going to be triggered meltdowns off the hook. As these lefties realize... They're realizing, folks, that we, you and I, we are getting not only an ability to speak freely, but several options, parlay, Twitter, truth social. I remember when YouTube, you could say whatever the hell you wanted and no one could stop you. No one would stop you because no one's making you listen. No one's making you watch. That was the deal with free speech is, well, you have the right to say whatever you want, but you can't make people listen. But they approach social media, folks, these left-wing assholes, as if people have no choice. Well, if I put it out there, people are going to listen. They're going to, they have to start the video. John, you did a one-hour video in the afternoon. Oh my God, everyone's going to listen to that because they have to. And you're putting things in their ears and they, they just can't stop hearing. So we have to, that's, that is some retarded thinking there. But that's what we got, folks. That's what the left is all about. It truly is. It's control. You know, uh, when you're in a bad relationship, bad, bad, bad relationship, the problem is someone's controlling it. Right? Someone's controlling the the, uh, the attitude. Someone's controlling the the pressure. Someone's controlling the money. Some you know bad relationships. And the, that person starts to abuse the other, right? It's, it's, we're in an abusive relationship with technology and government and media. When you, we're trying to get out of it. So I think it's just absolutely amazing that Trump has been pushing for his truth social. I think it's amazing that Twitter is going to be bought by Elon Musk, who is no giant Republican hero, folks. And neither is Trump. I mean, Trump is uh, pro-America. He's a nationalist. Right? At least he loves America. But he's not Ronald Reagan. 
and he's certainly not Eisenhower, and he certainly isn't Teddy Roosevelt, but, you know, he's Trump. And then you've got uh, now Kanye West, right? Uh, that's three big people who believe in the, the you know, freedom of speech issue. Unbelievable that we have to celebrate these kind of victories. It shouldn't be. It's like, oh, so that person bought another free speech platform? Who cares? It should be a no-brainer, no big deal. Right, kind of like when Joe Rogan went to Spotify. It was like, wow, he left YouTube and went to Spotify and got $100 million because of free speech. Right? Free speech pays. Pays pretty good if you're if you're Joe Rogan. Anyways, what you know, the idea that you can censor somebody because you don't like what they're saying or you don't believe them, or you think they're a moron, right? Well, then shouldn't we be able to censor Joe Biden? <laughs> now, remember, folks, this person I'm going to quote has a finger, has his finger on the nuclear war button. It's right under his finger. Joe Biden had this quote, folks. Ready? The right that I pushed hard and I finally got changed to marry couples in the privacy of their bedroom. That's the president of the United States. The right that I pushed hard and finally got changed to marry couples in the privacy of their bedroom. It almost sounds like the English language, but it makes no sense. And they're worried about Trump saying Trump is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> right. Incredibly dangerous. Folks, this question has been asked since Joe Biden took the White House. The question is, who is in charge in the White House? Who is making the decisions? Right? There's a lot of concern over it being Obama. And then we discover there's kind of a riff between the Bidens and the Obamas. And is it, is it his staffers? Is it the Pentagon? Is it the World Economic Forum? I think that we actually have now the first female president ever. I think that nurse Dr. Jill is running the White House. I think she may be the head of the Biden criminal cartel, the Biden syndicate. I think that's possible. Uh, it's been exposed that now she is deciding who gets to be on the Biden administration staff. She is apparently screaming and yelling at AIDS. She is the one determining what uh, Joe's political appearances will be, right? She's setting the agenda for him. And she, folks, she's not a medical doctor. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, but she is Dr. Jill. I guess if I had a doctorate in something, I would be Dr. John. I would be. I'd be like, hey, I got a doctorate, you bastards. Call me Dr. John. But see, you can't make people call you anything, right? I can't even make you call me by the right pronoun, any pronoun, even the proper pronoun for the gender I am. I can't make you. And, and you know what? I don't want to make you. But these fruitcakes in charge, they want to make you do everything for them right now. And they're continuing to rage against the machine. They're raging against the freedom machine, folks. These leftists are. Right. 
Joe Biden screams and yells at people. Joe Biden yells at people. Right? These leftists are screaming and yelling in our faces, you know, kind of like this one. Ah! <laughs> she, right? It'll be amazing if I ever get to meet any of these lunatics. But they're coming after us, right? They're losing the free speech war. Little by little, we're pushing them back. Unlike Ukraine pushing Russia back, right? We are pushing back in freedom and liberty. And it does sadden me a lot, folks, that people out there uh, succumb. They have to give in to social pressure. You know, I, I'm glad that I'm in a position where I don't have to kiss anyone's ass, where I don't have to watch my language except that I don't want to get any strikes here. Right? But I can basically say things like, yeah, there's only two genders. I can say things like, uh, from my perspective, uh, using both satire and my intellect, there uh, are only two genders and being a heterosexual is uh, the only moral uh, way to go. I mean, I can say things like that, tongue in cheek, straight-faced, straight-sexually, heterosexually, right? We, you should be able to say what you want. You should be able to say, I don't think that uh, affirmative action is a good plan. Uh, I don't think that keeping people on welfare is a good idea. You should be able to say whatever you want. Right? You should be able to say, as unpopular as it is today, you should be able to say, I support Russia in this uh, Ukraine thing. Hell, people are taking money as well as supporting China in every other way. So why, why aren't they talked about? Well, it's their money. They're getting paid, right? Well, these leftist folks, they're holding other people hostage. They're forcing people to live a truth that isn't their own. Can you imagine living that way? And I think some of you just might. Might have to put up with this shit. You're not allowed to run around at work and say, the Jim Jones juice is poison. And the juice boosters will kill you. There's a good chance you can't say those words. And, you know, unless I guess maybe you speak code. But I used to get in trouble for speaking in code at work. They're like, we know what you're saying, John. I'm like, no, I use special words that have different meanings. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, you're using a code. We know what you're saying. I said, well then if it's code, it can mean anything I want. You're just reading into it. You know, you just play with them and fucking dig at them and shit. Anyways, they're getting mad at us all, folks, for speaking code, for speaking truth, for speaking at all. Democrats, socialists, folks are pissed off. And guess who they're pissed off at? This is wonderful. They're pissed off at Generation X because they are supporting the Republicans by a huge margin, a huge margin. And who's, who, what's Generation X? Folks, that's Gen X. Gen X, that's me, you leftist bastards. Go ahead, get mad. Do it, get mad at us, you can't stop us, right? Now, if you're a little older than me, you're, you're, uh, you're a boomer. If a little younger than me, you're a millennial. But Gen X is a big chunk of people. Right, it's uh, I think age uh, forty to age sixty-five or something like that. Anyways, we got you guys. We got your fucking number. But I don't think the Democrats are losing just Generation X. They're losing the Millennials. They're losing the Centennials. 
They're losing the boomers. They're losing the lost generations because they suck. The margins are opening up, folks, but don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, they're going to cheat as much as they can in this next election. Folks, it is now three weeks away. Three weeks away. Now, <clears throat> right? We're allowed to say whatever we want in the public. But if in an investigation and under oath you lie, that's a criminal offense. Criminal offense. Now, uh, there's an FBI agent named uh, Igor Danchenko. Does he sound like a good guy or what? He lied to the FBI on uh, about the Trump collusion, Trump-Russia collusion story. He lied to them, right? And then, then he was hired by the FBI. Uh, he was prosecuted uh, by a district of criminals. I mean, a D.C. jury, D.C. prosecutor. But the jury acquitted him on four counts. Four counts, folks. Unbelievable. If I tell a lie to a policeman, it's over. <laughs> if I lie in court, it's a crime. If I refuse to do what Congress says, right, I can be held in contempt. I mean, they're 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 recommending what six months for Steve Bannon because they don't like him. Unbelievable, folks. <clears throat> Unbelievable. I mean, uh, truth, intelligence. What the hell is going on in this country now? Uh, the guy who's running for Senate, his name is John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. This guy is, is like, a, he's the he's had a stroke. He can't think straight. He can't speak straight. He's, lo he's losing his marbles. He should not be in the Senate. He shouldn't be running for the Senate. He looks like, uh, <clears throat> he looks like Uncle Fester uh, on steroids. He looks like a big thug. He had a terrible stroke. Jim Jones juice, right? Anyways, NBC... Uh, basically did a hit piece on him and said, you know, this guy can't, he can't hold a conversation, right? He's not coherent. He's not competent. And now John Fetterman's wife is coming out and making a big stink about this, right? Demanding that NBC apologize for exposing the truth about the left. It's funny, folks. Even the media is looking at the Democrats right now going, maybe we should start reporting a little bit of news. I don't know. I don't think it's going to last real long. That is the media. Sorry about this. I've got something in my eye and it's killing me. Ah. Anyway, what the hell is going on, right? What is going on in this country? Don't be late to getting prepared, folks. Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, means of self-defense and a plan. Don't be late. Right? Don't be late to the party. Don't be late to SHTF. <sighs> the media is continuing, especially uh, Peter Ducey, but the media is continuing to demand of the White House answers. Answers. They're making the White House look ridiculous because they have Jean-Pierre, whatever the hell her name is, Jean-Karine Pierre. He's a complete moron. They're, you know, and, and Bloomberg today decided they're going to um, call out the Biden administration, because they're releasing more of our oil. 
That's right, folks. Have you filled up your tank on your vehicle lately? Have you gone to get your diesel or your gasoline and discovered the prices are going back up? And the Biden administration is releasing oil from the Strategic Reserve as a ploy to keep prices stable in fuel. They're doing what they can, folks, trying to keep it down. And the White House denies that it's, you know, it's all political games. Well, I just want to know who the hell they're going to buy oil from to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I mean, that oil was bought. In fact, I mean, didn't Trump get a sign up and get a deal from Russia? He's going to get it for like, what, two bucks a gallon? Uh, it was something incredible. And we got screwed out of it. This is how this works, right? These leftists are nuts, right? They're going to cause shit to hit the fan big time, folks. Now, I haven't talked about teachers yet today. That's right, teachers. Those heroes, well, they used to be at least respected by people. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they're trying to drive children, I think, into the brink of stupidity. Anyways, they think they're smart because they're teachers. They think they're, they're um, how do I say this? They think they're special. Well, they are special. They're actually teaching our children, our grandchildren. And so that gives them a lot of authority. Right? They're an authority figure, a recognized authority figure. But turns out they really aren't. But they think they are, folks. And they're going to continue to exercise that power mercilessly. Now, someone got a recording and uh, in Maine, a public teacher started mocking conservative presidents, saying they're uneducated. Uneducated if they support Trump. Now, it's incredible to me. Who is it that the Democrats go after and try and get to vote for them? They're always claiming they're for the poor. Well, aren't the poor supposed to be some of the most uneducated? Now, I grew up poor and I got a pretty darn good education, I think. Uh, but yeah, you know, uneducated people support Trump, right? So, you know, I don't know if you can see that. If you're uneducated, you support Trump. If you're educated, you support Biden and Democrats who are doing everything they can to increase prices, right? Inflation, start wars. Have our country invaded by foreign nationals? Who's uneducated? Right? How is any of that better for the country? How are higher prices better? How is the economy taking a shit better? How is our currency being debased better? How is making enemies around the world better? Right? You would think that only an uneducated knave would believe that shit. Well, teachers. Teachers seem to believe that. All righty, folks, I've done my 30 minutes. I've got my stories out there, but I want to know what's on your mind, what you're thinking, and I want to hear from you. Are you ready? Okay, and we're back. We're back. We're back. And we're back. Uh, do you really think 
Literally, do you really think these people in Washington are on our side? I tell you, I don't think so a bit, right? I mean, there's some good patriots there, but the bureaucracy, I don't think of bureaucrats as being uh, especially helpful, useful. All I think about when I think of bureaucrats is fees and having to get permits and licenses to do anything and paying a shit pile of taxes. All right, enough of me. What do you guys want to talk about? What's on your mind today? And it is Cottage Farm checking in. She says, Democrats and rhino Republicans are immoral in our eyes, but there's at least 25% of America that either agrees with their evil agenda or they're just unaware and vote for Democrats regardless. I'll tell you what, uh, folks. uh, Cottage Farm has an interesting uh, point here. There is a huge percentage in America that votes for Democrats and rhino Republicans. Right? You, you're writing there's at least 25% that either agree with their evil agenda or they're just unaware and vote for Democrats regardless. So let's say that let's say that 25%, right, are just unaware. They buy the propaganda. Right? They're just simple-minded. And so 25% or half the Democrat and Rhino voters out there, they, they vote that way. 50% of the country votes Republican and for freedom. Right? 50% love. So your, your point about 25% are evil. That is absolutely frightening. It's absolutely frightening. And I'm going to have to go topside later and dunk my head in a water trough and get whatever's in my eye out of it before I bruise my eye. But Cottage Farm makes a very interesting point, and we need to consider this. The evil that's out there, does it exist? Go back to the summer of love, 2020, when all those people, all those idiot BLMers, which weren't just the Black Lives Matter crowd is not black people, folks. They're screaming socialist, Marxist idiots of all colors and mostly young age. But if you remember back, a lot of their college professors and teachers and old folks were in those crowds as well. And they were spewing venom and hate as much as any of the young ones. Now, the evil agenda, right? That's truly, I think, an accurate way to describe what's going on. These people are very evil, right? You have um, young as well as older women out there screaming that they want to kill babies, that they want to murder babies. They evenly admit they do it for Satan. That's pretty damn evil. Pretty damn evil, don't you think? The ones that want war. When you say, I want peace. I mean, I remember, folks, the, the, the liberal Democrats of the 1960s and then the 1970s, they were all pro-peace. Hey, peace, man. Remember those peace-loving hippies? Those peace-loving beatniks? Where are they now? <laughs> they're, they're, where are they now? The left wing loves war. They, they, they don't want peace. Why? 
It's amazing that something like peace is politicized. Now, peace at all costs. Do I want peace at all costs? No. Right? No. What if what if someone says, well, John, we'll give you peace if you sacrifice all your rights. Give over all of your rights. Your right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Your right to self-defense. Your right to protections from government abuse. Just hand all that over and you can have peace. And the answer would be, the moment I hand all those over, I just guaranteed myself absolutely no peace and no safety and no benefit. Because when you hand all those over, basically you admit that you are a slave, right? So there is no peace at any price, but there can be peace. And there's people that don't want peace, that don't like life, that don't respect your rights, that want to destroy America. 25% of the people in America are pure evil and they don't give a shit. They're proud of that stuff. They're proud to tell children, cut off your genitals. They're proud to tell children. They gleefully say, right, hate your parents. They, they, are, they are just excited and giddy that they get to teach children to hate their country, their traditions, their history, and everything about this country. They think it's great. They love having that power and authority. They love telling children, go get abortions. Right? There used to be a time when teachers were held to a, an extremely high standard. Right? <laughs> Those days are fucking gone. Right? Teachers hold themselves to some other standard, and they don't like being held accountable. Hence, hence them telling parents, you know, you're a bunch of uneducated fools. And we're going to call the FBI on you because you're a domestic terrorist. 25% evil. I'm going to be generous and say half the Democrats out there, half the Democrat voters are just ignorant. But yeah, 25% evil. That is scary to think of, folks. Scary to think of, especially when things get really, really bad. Thank you, Cottage Farm, again. That's a great topic. Um... We'll have to highlight that again later, if we shall. All right, Jolene, who wants to step up next? It is David. He says, a vote for a lesser of two evils is still a vote for evil. And I think this is an attitude that many Americans have taken in this political cycle. And it is a great idea. Yeah, this, this idea, well, I'll vote for the lesser of two evils, right? Because... That's the only choice I have. Well, I think people realize that's not the only choice you have. And not voting is not a good choice either. So what have we done? What have you and I discussed? What has the patriot side of the, the country said? We're going to get involved at the grassroots. We're not just going to vote at the presidential election. We're not just going to vote at the midterm elections. We're going to start voting at the grassroots level. We're going to get involved in local politics. We're going to volunteer, participate, go to meetings at your local Republican Party. And do what? If you're, if you're registered as a Republican, you have a say in how your congressional district runs and what your local Republican Party does and says. And you can run for local boards. You can run for positions in the Republican Party. And people are doing that. And they're getting rid of these dyed-in-the-wool wolves in sheep's clothing. These, these middle-of-the-road, blue-blood idiots pretending to be Republicans. If they're rhinos at the grassroots level, 
then they put in rhino candidates. And that's what they do. And that's what they've done. And people have figured that out. And so now, that's right. Now, right, we're getting real Republicans in there. And it's scaring the shit out of the Democrats. <laughs> it's absolutely scaring the shit out of them. Good. They should be scared. Right? And we should have our country in one piece. Right? But look out. Right? It's and this bothers them, right? Do you, do you think someone like well, let me just throw a name out there. Um, Lauren Bobert, congressional representative, Republican out of Colorado. Is she evil? Is she the lesser of two evils? Or does she seem like a pretty decent little person? She's up there fighting for the Second Amendment, getting uh, called names and picked on and threatened and everything else. And she's like, no, I'm for First Amendment free speech. And she called the Jihad Squad out for who they are, the Jihad Squad. She called them out for being un-American. Did she go over the line? I hope so. Because, folks, imagine this line, okay? The line is over here. And the Democrats are always pushing that line. And if you push back to where it was, well, you only go back this far. But it started way over here. The Democrats push and push and push. And so you push back to hold them. And they keep pushing and winning a little more, but you're trying to hold them. Or do you go over the line and push them way back? I'm glad Bobert goes over the line and pushes way back because the line isn't where the Democrats have pushed it, right? The line truly is where it should be on the side of freedom. That line should be over here. And anytime they push it this direction, it should get pushed back all the way. They push it here. You should step over the line and push it way back to the beginning. Freedom, liberty, our rights. Anyways, lesser two evils, no thank you. I want people who are willing to fight. Uh, uh, Myra Flores, good. Battle away, right? Matt Getz, battle away. Jim Jordan, battle away. And stop being pussies, damn it. I want people arrested on the left side for their lies and their thieving and everything else they're doing. All right, let's move on if we shall. Jolene, we've got Steve D. And he says, we've got to take back our schools or not much otherwise will matter. Very true, Steve. And what's amazing is schools are controlled on the local level, right? We elect the school board members, we the people. I mean, where do you, if you had to go and stand on a corner with a bullhorn, where would you have the most influence? Would you have influence over the president of the United States? Not a chance, he would never hear about you. With a, with a bullhorn on the corner, and a sign, you know, sandwich sign on your back and your chest, would you influence the Senate or, or the House of Representatives in D.C.? No, they wouldn't hear about you either. What about the state legislature and the governor of your state? If you stood on a corner with a sandwich board that had political statements and a bullhorn and you yelled at cars going by, do you think that even the governor or the state legislatures would hear about you? Not a bit. But folks, if there was a school board election and you wore a sandwich board, right? A board with straps over your shoulders. So on your front and your back, there's words. And you had a bullhorn and you stood at a corner and you shouted what was on your sign that said, protect our children from groomers. Would you or would you not have an effect? 
on that election and that school board's policies? The answer is yes, you would. You would have a big effect because we have more control at the local level. Schools, folks, are controlled on the local level. That is why the national uh, school union, school teachers union, the national one, just threw an absolute hissy fit at parents taking back control of their schools. That's why they went to the FBI and the president said, you've got to do something. And they're like, those people are terrorists. The parents are domestic terrorists. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? They're not blowing up schools. They're not shooting people with guns. That's, that's what terrorists do. You know, they blow up bridges and pipelines. They go and do mass shootings at shopping malls and supermarkets. Uh, the only people doing that on this planet, besides terrorist terrorists, are socialists and left-wing leaning idiots. But truly, yeah, we have to win the schools back, folks. And we can. We can take them back because they're not controlled on a national level or a state level. It's a very much a local fight. And we need to take our school boards back. Every board member needs to be thinking about liberty and protecting children and educating children, not indoctrinating them, not making sure they have access to uh, abortion or gender bender drugs, right? School shouldn't be an experimental playground for the uh, debauched scumbag fruitcakes who want to talk about their personal and sex lives with children and push a transgender, transsexual agenda on children. Their young, impressionable minds don't need to be hearing about all that crap. Ah, great topic. Once again, great topic. Thank you, guys. I'm glad you are here. And if you're here live, it's because you're a member of the PreparedMind.club. And I'd love to get more of you signed up there. Two bucks a month. Some of you do more, and that's terrific. But the more we have, folks, the more certain we are to be protected from big media, big tech media. They could silence YouTube. Just wipe us right off. Take us off Twitter. Take us off of everything. But at the preparedmind.club, they can't take us off. We own that. And you guys pay for it. So there is a place where the voice echoes loudly. But it does take effort. It does take money. It does take time. And uh, we all put that in there. And I want to thank you guys for supporting the preparedmind.club with your memberships as well as subscribestar.com. And a lot of you do YouTube memberships as well. And I want to thank you for that. Whew. I tell you, folks, liberty has a price. We either pay or we're going to pay with our lives. Right. Either way, it's blood, sweat, and tears. Jolene, who do we have up next on the Prepared Mind channel? We've got Latin, America, preparedness. And he said, a modern survivalist did a video a few days ago about BRICS. Saudi Arabia had decided to join BRICS. BRICS is uh, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, right? South Africa. Uh, it's got a lot more nations in it now, but the BRICS nations are the ones who are like, we don't want to put up with European rules and American demands and punishment and sanctions. And so we're going to create alliances outside of that and do business with one another. 
So Venezuela is expected to join the BRICS union. <clears throat> and so the question coming from Latin America preparedness is what will the, <clears throat> what will be the implementation? I'm sorry. What will be the implication of OPEC countries joining the BRICS? Well, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, well, you got United Arab Emirates, you have Kuwait, you have Qatar, and you have a lot of nations that are producing oil, uh, oil producing, uh, exporting countries, OPEC. And then there's OPEC plus. Now here's the deal. Here's the big deal. Uh, Russia is a member of OPEC, OPEC plus. Russia, folks. So they don't want to be a part of the team, right? Team America and Team Europe. And so, yeah, the OPEC nations are now moving towards Russia. BRICS. Inside the BRICS is also China. China, which is competing for the uh, top economic country, right? The most GDP, the most gross domestic product nation on the planet. China wants to be number one. And so they've been battling the U.S. of A. Bam, bam, bam. Who's the biggest? Well, China is part of BRICS. And so they bring that heavyweight purchasing power and global superpower of economy, right, to bear. What will be the implication of OPEC countries joining BRICS? Could be very bad. If they all say, you know what, in addition to our OPEC rules, BRICS as a union, BRICS as a political union, we can boycott America and say no more oil for America. Or if we sell oil to America, there has to be an additional $50 a barrel surcharge that goes to the BRICS. Now, people go, what's BRICS? Who cares about BRICS? Well, who cares about the European Union? Who cares about NATO? Who cares about the United Nations? You see, all those are just organizations, much like BRICS is an organization. But these are sovereign nations, not little people. And Russia, the economy, though smaller than China by far, is still an important economy. China is a member of BRICS, and of course, they are an important economy. India is an emerging market. Brazil is an emerging market. South Africa is a fucking disaster. But all of the oil-producing and exporting countries, OPEC, and they already have an anti-America, or we don't really give a shit about you, America, attitude. Now, a lot of these countries like Russia, Iran, are sanctioned heavily by the United States of America government, the U.S. government, rather. They're sanctioned by Europe, and so they're not particularly fond of them. Consequently, they don't mind hurting them, and hurting them, folks, means hurting us, hurting us. I don't like that, but that's what we're going to get. The implication is, folks, higher energy prices. That's what it implies. That's the conclusion that I draw. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Now, you know, the, the, the government is supposed to be helping America, the people, not helping themselves, right? What have they done? They've punished us as much as they try and punish these other countries, right? They say if you deny, if you deny the election, right, of Biden, then you're somehow an enemy of the country. You're, you're a denier. But uh, Trump 
the Trump candidate for the Arizona governorship, Carrie Lake. She's running against uh, socialist, racist Katie Hobbs, who refuses to participate in debates. I mean, Carrie Lake is coming out and showing how the left here is trying to destroy America every bit as much as BRICS would have us destroyed. And she said, quote, here's 150 examples of Democrats denying the election results. That would be the Trump election results, folks. Right? Who are the hypocrites? These people on the left, they claim they're trying to help the country when they do everything they can to destroy it. They claim they're for election integrity when they do everything they can to destroy it. Right? They claim they're for democracy when the country's a republic. A republic. It's unbelievable who we're having to deal with, folks. In the mainstream media, I think it would be great if they were disenfranchised and had their power taken from them. Well, whether we take it from them or not, we can just not listen to them as much as anyone can choose to not listen to this show. All right, we got some more questions. Let's get to them before I run out of time. James Nicholson checks in and he says, Evening, John. Question? Biden can probably get impeached if... That then we get camel toes <laughs> and ninety proof next. The answer is yeah, yeah. They've got a bunch of idiots lined up. So why would we impeach Biden if we're just going to get Kamala? And if you get rid of Kamala, we may end up with <laughs> ninety proof Nancy as president. But they would probably install some other people in the middle. I know Hillary Clinton wants to slip back in there. I know she does. I'm sure she does. Scary stuff. Those are our options from the Democrat Party. Seriously, folks, those are our options. Uh, I, I mean, the fact that uh, Pete Buttgagger looks like the uh, <clears throat> uh, Alfred E. Newman mad comics character, we may as well have him. Or Beto O'Rourke. They're all a bunch of clowns, though. They're all a bunch of comic book dipshits. Look out, folks. It's not too late to stop this, but they certainly have done a lot of damage. Who's next, Jolene? Who do we want to pop up on the screen? It's Sally Sue. And she says, I saw a video. A Russian mafia boss giving advice to people facing the coming collapse. Among other things, he advises people to stop using their legal name online and limit time on social media. Can you discuss what you believe the future will bring for people who have exposed themselves? <laughs> Uh, on social media. Is there anything they can do now to reverse the damage? Uh, in, in, I understand. There's a lot of people who go on social media and they reveal every place they go. They reveal their children. They reveal where they live. Um, they reveal their names and they make themselves targets. Uh, especially you become targets politically in bad times. So what you can do to reverse that is cancel, close your social media accounts. See if you can wipe them clean. All of your posts, all of your updates, all of your information. And if you're able to do that, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, you know, some people use their real name on YouTube. You know, hey, I'm Dr. John. Come by my office at 12345 Pine Street, you know, Saratoga, California. It's kind of a, it can be a mistake. 
Now, uh, I don't think lefties have as much to worry about as people who are conservative or Republican. Right? They're the ones, the leftists, they're the ones who are violent. They're the ones who threaten people. They're the ones who try and cancel everyone that they don't like. So if you're able to close your accounts and remove information, unless somebody has screenshot or saved your information, right, you're going to make it really damn hard for others to find you. Now, as you guys know, I try and stay anonymous. And even though I put my face on here and I share the opinion that I have, and I share also the opinions of others. And I do so in a humorous format called satire. Right. But uh, I, I've chosen to out myself in so much as I have because I believe in freedom and liberty and somebody has to be out front screaming and yelling, making a big noise so everyone can go, what's all that commotion about over there? Maybe I should go take a look. Right, And so they do and they come here and they realize, oh shit, things are bad. I need to get prepared. Right, And uh, it's interesting that a Russian mafia boss is saying, yeah, you might want to get off of social media. Crazy stuff. Okay, very quickly, Jolene, who do we have next? Matthew, he says, if people think the military oath breakers won't crack your head because you're an American, when that gang mentality kicks in, they'll do it for fun if you say the wrong thing. Uh, that's potential of any gang. Um, when, when there's no longer an oath to be upheld because they don't believe in America and they think the Constitution is stupid. They think it's an obstacle to their power and their control. Yeah, we've got problems, right? When you see government institutions violating the Constitution and then when they get caught, they're like, yeah, who cares? So what? We just got caught that time. Doesn't matter. That's why the FBI has lost respect. Police, by and large, in cities have lost respect. Hell, they've lost respect from the conservatives and the Democrats because the Democrats are a bunch of thugs and criminals and they want to sell drugs and prostitute themselves and twerk on police cars and throw parties and smash and grab. Yeah, they can enjoy it. They can have it. But yeah, it's a, it's a big issue. It's a very big issue. Jolene, who do we have next? Charles Gentry, he says, this comes down to who has what it's going to take to be victorious. Fight with words and money now or bleed later. Well, I think that's interesting, Charles, and I want to thank you for that closing argument and discussion. Fights always end with blood. Right? That's why the old expression that was, I guess, given by Thomas Jefferson is the tree of liberty is watered. Uh, by the blood of tyrants and patriots. Okay. If you're allowed to put out a good argument, a good debate, you can win with words. And then the fight moves to where it takes money and words. You have to be powerful to be heard. You have to be somebody that matters. That's really where social media became a great and powerful tool for people to make a coherent argument and reach the masses. And that's why, folks, YouTube has shut us down and hide us. I've gone looking for me on YouTube, and I can't find me hardly at all. That's why I say we need to do everything we can and to share this address up here, an Internet address for the Prepared Mind channel, the Prepared Mind BC. Right? We need to have that available. 
And, and it's only going to grow because of us networking, right? We can be victorious and we fight with our words, but, you know, it takes money. The, the owner, manager, CEO of Citadel threw $100 million, $100 million he threw at the Republican Party to stand up and fight. But no matter how much we talk, no matter how much money we throw, it looks like ultimately we're going to have to get bloody. Now, why, why still fight with words and money then? Because I want as many people out there to be on our side, not on the other side. So the more we argue, the more we fight with words and use money to fight a political battle, the more people will be on our side. And then they can turn and they can face the true enemies of liberty and the true enemies of America coming at us. We're all going to bleed, folks. We're all going to suffer. But I'd rather have as many people on my side as possible. Won't make it easy. Doesn't guarantee anything. But by golly, I want to give them hell. Chance favors the prepared mind. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for saving others by getting them to become prepared because chance favors the prepared mind, is yours. Semper Fi, Godspeed.